Rick here from Fueled by the Outdoors, and I'm here to tell you about an amazing company, Saddies, Custom Ammunition and Gunworks. Aaron Satterfield and his family are second to none in putting high-quality, hand-loaded ammunition in your weapon to put down that big-game animal that you have been dreaming of. Aaron Satterfield offers a custom TSS turkey load known as a Saddies Fatty. Man, I, I got to tell you, I love the 12-gauge version of it. Chris shoots the 20. If you've listened to the podcast, I know you've heard the story about when he and I were hunting turkeys in Kentucky and he put one down at a really decent distance. They also make waterfowl loads, custom rifle loads, and they got general gunsmithing services. Contact Saddies Facebook page for more information. Tell them that Fuel by the Outdoors sent you. Recurve buck down, baby. Oh my gosh, that was freaking awesome. This is my first public land buck. It's my second set of the season. I can't believe, oh my gosh, I just heard him fall. I just heard him fall. Uh. I just shot my Kentucky buck. Welcome to Fueled by the Outdoors. I'm your host, Rick Cates, and I am by myself this evening. Rick, uh, Rick, Josh and Chris are uh, prepping for turkey season this weekend, uh, and they they aren't able to come by. So I decided to do a conservation podcast just to kind of give you guys a snippet of what's going on in the conservation world right now and things you can get involved with in, in, in the coming weeks and months. We haven't done one of these in a little while, and I feel like it's important to kind of remind everybody one of the reasons that we do go out and hunt and fish is because uh, lands have been conserved for us, waters have been conserved for us, and we want to make sure that we're taking the steps on our own to be able to go and, and do those things as well. It's it's super important um, each and every day to make sure that you're uh, leaving an area much better than uh, when it came in, when you came into it. And part of what we're going to discuss tonight are a couple of really important things in in moving forward with some of these things. There's two. There's specifically there's two things I want to cover tonight. One is uh, known as the Voluntary Public Access Improvement Act, and the other one is a piece of legislation that is coming down the pipeline that is open for public comment now, which would uh, fundamentally change how we manage land with the BLM. So the first one I'm going to tackle is, is just that. Uh, so the BLM, or the Bureau of Land Management, uh, whole, uh, is a federal agency that I believe covers 220-some-odd acres uh, of, of public ground that we're allowed to recreate on uh, because we're part of this you know great nation. Uh, for years, though, uh, there, there's only been certain ways uh, that it's managed, and it's normally managed... Uh, you know, through the government, but it's also managed with leases, cattle grazing, timber leases, oil leases, and uh, mineral mineral leases are, are are the big things that that are consistently used on public land, and and that that's that's done really well for a long time. 
but up until recently, uh, they, they've been doing more and more studies, and due to severe drought out west, as I'm sure you've seen if you've turned on the news in the past three years, uh, severe wildfires, but also the thing that we as hunters see a lot of times, and that's development encroachment on lands that formerly did not have uh, development on it, uh, whether that is um, for energy, whether that's for gas and oil or whatever, infringing on habitat, uh, which is the other piece, for our wildlife. The new part that's coming down the pipeline is this. Uh, The Biden administration, uh, their representative, Tracy Stone Manning, who's the head of the BLM, uh, has stated that she would like conservation organizations to be able to hold leases on these lands. And, you know, this this is the first time that this has, you know, happened, ever. And, you know, say what you want about any administration, you know, any of the past four administrations, really. Um, the, the past three have done a lot for public ground getting opened up. And this would uh, is another big step in allowing... Um, more public ground to be used for the recreation activities that we cover on this podcast, which is hunting and fishing. So the the, the idea here is, is that conservation groups would be given a seat at the table and they would be allowed to have leases on these lands, much like cattle grazers, timber harvesters, oil and gas, you know, all, all, all those things. And, and when I say conservation organizations, uh, you know, the ones that come to mind are TRCP or NWTF or Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, all, all, all the ones that we, we typically see uh, or there's conventions for or, or things along those lines. You know, 5013Cs that are out there, um, you know, helping establish habitat for animals and, you know, revitalizing uh, wildlife on landscapes that may have, you know, traditionally had them and they, they've gone, they've gone by the wayside there. Uh, the idea here is that they would be given 10 year leases and to offset cost at some level, timber companies that I believe mineral and oil companies would be allowed to still hold uh, some part of those leases as well. So it wouldn't be like kicking them out of their area completely or anything like that. What it would, if I'm understanding it correctly, would infringe upon cattle grazing rights and things like that. But on 225 million acres, I'm sure you can find somewhere to, to graze cattle. Sorry if there's any beef farmers out there, dairy guys. Um, <clears throat> you know, I know I know you need spots to spots to graze, but also uh, there's there's lots of land where, where we can do that kind of stuff at. So why, why, why is Rick saying all these things? Because it's important. And right now, there is a public comment period that is open for anybody and everybody to go and comment on. And if you've never done one of these before, you log on. I think the Bureau of Land, it's on the Bureau of Land Management. And uh, you would select, uh, I don't know exactly what it's called. If you go to, if you go to the meat eater, uh, com, they have an article on this. And if you click on the article, you can actually click the link in the article. I believe it's at the top of the page where you can go directly to the public comment period. And you write down what your thoughts are. And it gets added to the, um, the list of things. They are all gone through uh, in front of the, you know, I believe uh, Deb Holland and all the other people who are who are commenting on these things, probably their staffs or whatever. But no, nonetheless, um, they they do they do take these things into account because 
uh, too often times we don't show up for stuff as hunters and fishermen. We just don't. And we, we, we tend to take a back seat and say, well, someone else will figure it out or no one's going to do anything about that. Or we kind of piss and moan and say like, well, they're just being a bunch of, you know, what's this is an opportunity for you to get out there and be able to voice your opinion, uh, good, bad, or indifferent, really, and allow for your 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 words to be read and heard by those who are making these decisions. Um, I, for one, am, am going to you know put a comment on there. I, th- I think that in a lot of ways it's a good idea. In a lot of ways, um, it could be a rough idea. You know, so, some of the things if you're going through and you're seeing some of the stuff online currently is that this is twofold, and, and it's one of those situations where you kind of have to walk gingerly through it because – while we think of all conservation organizations as ones of hunting and fishing and all those things, there's also ones that are marked as conservation organizations that don't maybe don't have hunter and fishermen in in their best interest. And it's important to remember that with a lease, uh, as we've all as we've all been, uh, I think, have happened to us one time or another. Uh, when someone leases something, they get to make some of the rules for it. And people who hold leases can shut down parts of of the lease. You know, the important piece here is is that uh, I know in my public comment, I'm going to write that I don't think that that's uh, you know, if you if you lease out to a conservation organization, it, it can't be infringed upon that uh, our right as to hunt and fish is you know stifled or stymied in any type of way. That land is there for us to be able to go and use and things along those lines. And if you're a conservation organization. Uh, and you're and you're wanting to preserve species and that kind of stuff, but I'm not hunting species that are being conserved. I I, th- I think it's reasonable for me to be able to still go hunt. Now I understand that you know if it's sage grouse mating season and you don't want uh, you know a breeding ground for a a sage grouse is called a lek. <clears throat> you don't want leks uh, being disturbed. I can get that. I can get I can get on board with that. Like you you don't you don't want it you know messed up for like a four week period. However. You know, shutting it down completely would not be would not be okay. Most major conservation organizations are are behind this, are are, are really like pushing this. TRCP, um, backcountry hunters and anglers uh, are behind this mainly because it it allows them to get in there and actually like see what needs to be done. You know, we we talk all the time on here, and we have we have for like the past four or five weeks. Uh, we love turkeys. Um, NWTF is a conservation organization that is that that can and will be on board with this kind of stuff, I'm pretty sure. And and being able to build habitat more on public ground so they're not having to do so much uh, work on private ground, which I, I respect. Like, don't get me wrong. Perfectly, perfectly fine. But if the idea is to get more people out to hunt and fish, you need to be able to do it in areas where people can go out and hunt and fish. We can all go knock on doors, but sometimes... Uh, we've knocked on all the doors and we can't get on those properties or something has been leased out, you know, a pub, a public ground in a national area. While we don't have a whole lot of it here out East, there's a lot of it out West. And I, I know at some point in my life, I want to take my kids out there and I want to be able to, you know, take them on a, a turkey hunt or, or whatever, a small, even small game hunting out there. I want to be able to do that one day with them. And this is a good opportunity to make sure that that, that that type of stuff is there for them when the time comes, uh, whenever that may be. One's you know going to be seven here soon, and the other one's four. So it, it it's going to be a, it's going to be a hot minute before before we get, we we start trouncing around out west or anything like that for uh, going for big game. But 
uh, I, I would really encourage you to go out and go through the public comment period for the new BLM rule because it, it's it's something that can be of massive benefit to a lot of us and to you as an individual if you're planning on going out and doing something like that. Rick here from Fueled by the Outdoors, and I'm here to tell you about an amazing company, Saddies, Custom Ammunition and Gunworks. Aaron Satterfield and his family are second to none in putting high-quality, hand-loaded ammunition in your weapon to put down that big-game animal that you have been dreaming of. Aaron Satterfield offers a custom TSS turkey load known as the Saddies Fatty. Man, I, I got to tell you, I love the 12-gauge version of it. Chris shoots the 20. If you've listened to the podcast, I know you've heard the story about when he and I were hunting turkeys in Kentucky and he put one down at a really decent distance. They also make waterfowl loads, custom rifle loads, and they got general gunsmithing services. Contact Saddie's Facebook page for more information. Tell them that Fuel by the Outdoors sent you. So the second piece here, uh, there's actually the first thing I said, but it's the second thing we're going to talk about, uh, is, is called the Voluntary Public Access Improvement Act of 2023. Really long title. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a bipartisan piece of uh, legislation uh, that's been brought, brought up by uh, Steve Daines, uh, who's the representative of Montana, um, Michael Bennett out of Colorado, and Roger Marshall out of Kansas. And uh, it's part of the Farm Bill. And the Farm Bill gets a bad rap, I know, but there's a lot of big stuff for hunters and anglers in the Farm Bill um, every year. So th- this would, um, in fact, triple, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, it would be tripling the current program's impact. And it- it- it's big. And it- it's is it going to cost money? Absolutely. Is it going to allow... Uh, for a lot more land to be accessed? Absolutely. So this legislation uh, would invest $150 million over the next five years, and it would provide grants to states and tribes to be implemented at a more local level. Um, And the increased investment was, was part of a recommendation list made by um, TRCP, uh, I believe at the, at the, uh, either at the end of last year or the start of this year. Um, you know, the the voluntary public access uh, initiative is uh, is really important program for hunters. And, you know, it, it allows, it opens almost a million private acres for public hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation. And it's, you know, it, it, it's extremely important that these type of things are, are looked at, you know, while we just talked about massive amounts of public land, um, you know, this program allows for, uh, people to really maybe access areas they, that they weren't able to previously. Um, uh, interest in the program has grown exponentially over the past few years. And, um, if, if the 150 million, the bill's $150 million is authorized, it'll, it, you know, expand uh, and allow for continued enrollment benefiting hunters and landowners in local communities uh, that do this. You've got some big names backing this. You got uh, the National Deer Association is is a really big is a big one behind this. And this allows 
uh, for a, a, ve- a very large chunk of of land to be opened up. Delta waterfowl is another one. Um, this is, uh, you know, it, it, it allows duck hunters to get in areas where they may not have traditionally been able to get into. This, this program has actually been around since 2008. <clears throat> and uh, there is uh, an ability here to really kind of push the envelope for uh, hunters and anglers with this. The American Sports Fishing Association is another one. When we, t- we, we, we typically only cover hunting on this anymore. I used to love talking about fishing, but um, we, we haven't done it lately. But um, this, the, the American Sports Fishing... Uh, the sports... <laughs> let, me, uh, let me make sure I'm saying the correct term here. The American Sports Fishing Association... Um, is is uh, hoping that this expands because it's it's going to be helpful for stuff as well. Um, you know, if you if you hear anything about the things that are uh, going on out in some of the lakes out west, people building things across them to where people can't access it, or uh, or things like that. You know, it 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 allows for that kind of stuff to stop. Um, so apart from creating more outdoor recreation access, um, it's utilized to provide. Uh, technical and financial assistance to landowners for wildlife habitat improvement as well and enhancement projects. Um, you know, we, I know in Kentucky, we have this on a very, uh, basic level with the state where you can get stream access, uh, improvements and things like that. But this will also help allow, uh, to address, um, you know, roadblocks that many people have in, in trying to get habitat to be healthy on, on their, uh, on on their properties, it also allows for conservation easements and wetland reserve easements as well, which is a, which is a huge thing. You know, if, if you've been keeping up with anything that Ducks Unlimited or Delta Waterfowl has been putting out, a, a, a lot of um, a lot a lot of the easements uh, that that are there um, are, are well, the wetlands aren't aren't there like they used to. They're, they're not, and uh, if you if you're a, if you're a waterfowler, you you know you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, I, I really encourage you to uh, call your senator, your representative, to help push this one through because it, it's a it's a big one, guys. Um, this isn't this isn't small potatoes. This is something that would open up um, millions of acres for people to be able to go out and recreate on and and allow you know generations to come to be able to you know come and do that kind of stuff. You head on over. I think it's over on. Um, Oh gosh, what is it? TRCP, uh, Teddy Roosevelt Conservation Partnership. If you head on over there, I'm sure there's. I believe that there's information over there uh, regarding it. Uh, but all, as always, whatever state you're in, um, punch in your. You know who's my state representative? Who's my who's my representative to Congress? Who's my senator? And and tell them that you want them to support this stuff. Um, you know, typically conservation stuff has really good bipartisan. Um, agreement on it and part of the reason is it's one thing we can all agree on everybody likes fresh air everyone likes clean water um and people like looking at wildlife some people don't like us killing wildlife but you know what a lot of people do like uh killing wildlife to be able to eat it and i for one um am one of those people and i know if you're listening to this you are too um so be a good steward of the land be a good conservationist and be a good american go out do the things you need to in order to make sure that these lands are there for us for years to come. Even if you're only a private land exclusive hunter, remember, um, lots of people learn on public lands. Uh, 
You know, I tell the story all the time. I I I wasn't aware for for the longest period of my life that um, the WMA near my house was uh, that everybody didn't have access to something like that. I thought it was just kind of like there, and everyone had everyone had an ability to go hunt on something like that, and and not everybody does. Um, you know, I really encourage you to to think about it, and as as uh, as I always say, um, you know it. it it, it's great to get people out and it gets uh, people out who are new in the outdoors out doing that kind of stuff when they've got places to go and you have places to take them. So be that as it may, folks, um, I've been Rick Cates. This has been Fueled by the Outdoors, and it's been a pleasure talking to you again. Get out there. Do your duty as an American. Call your senator. Call your representative and make sure that you let them know what your thoughts are on each one of those things in preserving our lands for our heritages and being able to go out and recreate on. Guys, it's been great talking to you. Have a great night.